Before we get to our guest, a quick message from our sponsor. Back in June of 2020, I had COVID and I still have long COVID. And one of the symptoms of long COVID is insomnia. I'll wake up at two or three in the morning and can't get back to sleep for two or three, four hours. And it kind of ruins the whole day next day because you don't have any energy. So what did I do? I called Mike Lindell at my pillow and I got the entire sleep system. I have the mattress topper. I have the Giza sheets, which my colleague Christine Dolan says are regal. I have the my pillow, the my pillows themselves, and I have the comforter, which feels like a grandmother's house. It's so warm and cozy. And I have the regal duvet cover on on top of this comforter. So I have the entire sleep system. I literally work all day long. I'm exhausted. I lay down in this sleep system and literally just wake up the next morning. It's amazing how well I sleep. I, I can't get can't wait to get back to it. So what can you do? You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CDM and get the best discounts that Mike has to offer right now for the entire sleep system. But don't just get the sleep system. If you're buying household products, make sure to check with Mike Lindell first, promo code CDM to get the best prices. He has over 600 products. Don't go shop at the corporate communists and the big box retailers. Go to Mike first, support the patriotic movement, support free media at CDM. Use promo code CDM at MyPillow.com to get the best discounts and sleep really well going forward. And now let's get to our guest. So today in American Conversations, we have Bruce Strazo, who's with us uh, from Easton, Maryland, Talbot County on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Welcome, Bruce. Hi, good to be here. So Bruce, you're a community leader. You have, um, you're the musical director for contemporary music at uh, Christ Church in, in Easton. You're also somebody who has reached out to people in need who are addicts, whether they're drugs or booze, and people who are just down and out and helping them and lift, lifting them up. And, and you've done a fabulous job on that. Yesterday, you, you performed at the Festival of Hope, which was organized by the Sheriff's Office in Christ Church um, in the context of Talbot Goes Purple. How, how was the turnout? Turnout was fantastic. Um, I'd say on, on site, you know, 300 was a consistent number that I saw, yeah. um, much, much better than I, I, I anticipated. So I was blown away. Really? Really? Yeah. So yeah. families? Yeah. Big? Families. Um, you know, the event was, um, was set up by, um, Talbico's Purple, the Sheriff's Office, Christ Church and Midshore Restoring Hope in Women. And, um, so, you know, we had the bounce houses for the kids, the face painting, it was an absolute free event um, with two to three food vendors, um, cold beverages. I mean, the kids were having a blast. They set up a dunking booth, which was cool, and they had uh, they had the sheriff in there. So had, everybody did, everybody wanted their piece of Joe Gamble, you know. Sure, sure. No, everybody loves Joe Gamble, yeah. but they like to throw. No. They like to see him dunked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what what was the message for everybody? Uh, the message, you know, what we're doing is it's always over National Overdose Awareness Day. Right. Um, that that's August 31st. So that was the kickoff. Now here we are, uh, September 1st. So now we're in National Recovery Month. So that mm -hmm. was the um kind of the kickoff to Talbico's Purple. Um, and then but the, the message is still the same, you know, um <clears throat> getting to uh getting to our young people, getting the message out, getting families having a conversation about opiates about alcohol, about vaping. Um, you know, kids think this is like cotton candy, that little thing, you know, and um, they, they don't get it yet. I get it because because uh, right. I, I used um, drugs early, you know, and, and all this just 
stems, but that's the message that we're still trying to get out. So there was a ton of resource tables out there. If you couldn't find help there yesterday, you know, <laughs> you, you weren't, you weren't looking cause it was everywhere. And so, and also the conversation about fentanyl now, because that's it's, cut all that's on the street drugs all over. All these fake pill presses that are out, you know, they're taking on um, they're, they're, uh, you know, it's, I'm a person in recovery as well. So I tend to, I, I attend 12 step recovery. And um, I also help with men's recovery houses. And as these uh, these younger kids come in and they're telling me these stories, I'm long removed from from the booze and the drugs. So, you know, we kind of rely on the new people to tell you kind of what's going on out there. And it's straight fentanyl. They're not even buying heroin anymore, Christine. They know willingly that they're buying fentanyl. But they but do they understand the risks of, of buying the fentanyl? Yeah, 100 percent. You know, and they, they always think that they're going to find the right cocktail, you know, just just, a, you know, if it's really strong, just a little bit less than the time before that made me overdose. Wow. You know, but that wow. that's the that's the disease of addiction. Sure. You know, when, when you were caught up in it, you it's, you know, not me. You know, and even if you do overdose, your buddy's on standby with Narcan. So how prevalent is it, Bruce? I mean, let's just talk straight facts now. How prevalent is, I mean, because a lot of people, you know, if it doesn't hit their doorstep, they don't see it. It's it's everywhere. And when the pandemic hit and the meet, and the meetings closed down, Christina, I've never seen relapse at a rate this fast with substantial clean time. I'm talking about people 10, 15, 20 years, long-term recovery. You know, the, that, that connection that happens at 12-step recovery, that connection that happens when you're in ministry and you go out to the street and you're, you know, your boots, I'm boots on the ground, eyeball to eyeball. That's where I do my best work. Well, when you can't do it, you know, and we switched off, we switched our meetings to Zoom and stuff like that, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same. And, um, and then the, you know, I'm just going to, I don't cut cards, man. And the government's handing out free money, you know, $1,400 times two, or I think we got three of them, you know, to an addict that is now isolated because of a pandemic, whether it has clean time or not. And then, oh, by the way, here's $1,400 in your lonely state. What right. do you think happened? You know exactly what happened. Yeah, you ter- turn that you money know, into drugs of, and, and people die. A lot of people, Bruce, don't understand that. A, a lot of people, you know, thought it was thought it was great that the government was handing out the money. They thought it was great that people were shutting down. I mean, one thing that I noticed as a journalist, and I was pretty shocked by it, having traveled all over the world, I was I would never expected to see America fall in line, accept that isolation, accept that economic shutdown, accept the handout from the government so quickly. I yeah. thought, wow, are we in trouble? And that was at the very beginning in March yeah. of 2020 when they shut it, when they shut down. And I thought, this isn't a health issue. This is an economic control issue. Yeah, sure. It's a who who wants my vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. It it mm. really is. It, it's it, it's 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 amazing the damage that this has done to cultures yeah. and to people and to families. We have but the overdose has skyrocketed during the pandemic. I mean, absolutely through the roof. You know, and it's and it's and the game has changed. Um, you're not buying heroin. You're buying fentanyl. You're not, you think you're buying a prescription uh, pain, pain pill. Um, you know, the cartels have, have the presses and, and the pill looks, feels exactly the same. 
and but but it's not so it's you know it's it's not a 30 milligram oxycodone it's it looks like a 30 milligram oxycodone but it's it's loaded with with fentanyl or or car fentanyl whatever you know the the flavor of the of the day was when they decided to mix this batch up how do we how do we get out of this first um you know the the purple and all that and all that's fun and um and it's neat and it does start the conversation and I'm I'm proud of the town I live in. I'm proud to say Joe Gamble is my sheriff and um I think he's done fantastic work. But the um I I think the way up and out is um it's ah man, I was called how I see it. You gotta you gotta lock that border down, man. You gotta stop it from coming in. But that's the age old question. How are you gonna stop that? You know, when they're just gonna fly it over by drone or send it in by a a GPS submarine, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> they're going to find a way to get it in, but you know, why, why do they bring it here? Because there's a, there's a need for it. You know, addiction is run rampant in this country. And, um, if there wasn't a need for it, they probably wouldn't be sending it in, but, um, hey, how to put our finger on it. I think you have to start locally. And, um, and it starts with not getting people addicted. So what should be the conversation with the parents for the kids to protect the kids? First, they have to, they have to identify um, what, it, what it is that we're talking about here. Um, there's no safe way to teach your, your kid how to drink at the, um, you know, trying to be the cool mom or dad. I had, we had those parents when I grew up, mm -hmm. you know, hey, put your keys in the bowl. Everybody spends the night. Mm -hmm. um, but what you don't realize is out of 10 kids, not all 10 kids are the same. Right. Um, one of them is going to like, is going to like that feeling mm -hmm. for the first time they drink. And I'm um, see, I, I think alcohol is the lubricant. I think it's the worst of all of, them, of all of them. Alcohol brought me everywhere. I never wanted to go, you know, because I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof. It's the most accepted, most accepted of all the drugs out there. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you have 10 kids at a high school party, um five are built the same hey i got a hangover in the morning i'm gonna put this down for a while you know but one of those next five really liked the way it made him feel or her or, or her feel and there was a confidence that was born in that person that night and um they could talk to people their low self-esteem was no more um it's it's a fixer until it's not and then you've crossed the threshold between fun and this ain't fun anymore and I don't know how to get back to fun. Mm -hmm. You know, there was nobody coming around um, talking at, at our high schools and stuff like that in the 80s. Um, you know, we used to, I think, um, uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving used to hang the right before prom season would, would show the wrecked car and oh, stuff yeah. like that. I don't know if you remember all when uh, um, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, the mad, they, they, they had a nationwide campaign. Yeah, that's what Nancy was saying. Just say no, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, no, no crap, Nancy. <laughs> we know we know that. Um, but you know, it's um, the game has changed, and um, one can really kill you. Just one. I've seen the most hardened heroin addicts relapse and die um, because it's not heroin, and no one knows what's in the mix of fentanyl. I, I know I certainly don't, and I'm I'm no no chemist or anything like that. But I do I do read the numbers and. Um, when you're talking about the morphine-based scale of just a grain of of, of fentanyl and its strength to, to heroin, um, 
And if you don't have a tolerance for it and you think you're taking something, but it's not that. And then, you know, you walk in on your kid in the morning and he's foaming at the mouth, you know? So who's responsible for this, Bruce? When you, when you sit back and, and you've gone through recovery and you talk to these people on the street and they're telling you what the landscape is today and it's different than it was when you were in the game. Who's, who, who, I mean, shutting down the borders, I, you know, I agree with you. That, that, that's, I mean, I, you know, somebody who's covered human trafficking, I'm angry <clears throat> that, yeah, every sure. time, that every time Biden is either vice president or he's president, <clears throat> there's an increase in human trafficking. I'm angry that people don't see the connection between the drugs and the human beings and the smuggling and the sex. Oh yeah, you got you got to get them. You got to get them hooked. You got to set the hook, right? And then you do disgusting, vile things to these people. Yeah. Right. But 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 I mean, you know, how, how do how do we how do you keep it out of a local community? You know, that's where you you rely on your uh, your local law enforcement. Um, but see, they 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 have to have an interest in this. Um, you know, I don't think every town in America has an interest um, like Easton, Maryland does. Um, oh, not every town, not every town in America has a Joe Gamble. Yeah, you know, and um, and and we're blessed to have them. And um, you you know, you have to have elected officials that um, that walk the walk. You know, they all want to. Mm -hmm. You know, when they when they want to run, they want to talk about oh, there's money here, or you know, we we're setting aside X amount of dollars. Hogan did that said he was putting all this money aside. I All my friends that have recovery houses and, and people going to treatment, I didn't know anyone that was getting scholarships or getting anything like that. Do you? I, no, I heard no. I heard it. I heard it talked about. I heard I, I heard I heard Governor Hogan in Maryland talk about it, but I never saw it. And, and it certainly um, it never got down to the local level. Yeah. You know, and, and, I'm, and I'm certain it, it, it went places and I'm you know, maybe down here in, in Easton, I'm I'm not privy to that to that information, and uh, but it's um, it really does. If if you're gonna if you're gonna put a, a dent in this thing, it has to be prevention. You have to you have to stop them before they start, and that starts with you know bringing people. You know, I'm talking about dynamic speakers. You know, not uh, <clears throat> Joe up the street who knows somebody who knows somebody who's in recovery to come talk to you to class. You need someone who's educated, someone who's who's best. That's why I think addicts are the best people for the job, you know, because they they know, you know, and and I've spoken um at all the high schools here in Talbot County, all the middle schools, and you know, based on my experience, you always see those one or two when you start talking about it, and the head goes down, mm. and because uh, you know they're identifying with you, and um. I spoke at some places. I was out in Caroline County, and um, you just don't know when when you come in and you're talking to the kids. Um, you see this this tough football player, you know, and then all his buddies are kind of like around him, and then they came up to me afterwards, and um, his both his parents had just died from overdoses. Wow! So you know where I where I failed yeah. that day was I didn't know that it could that it could impact that much. I didn't have counselors on standby. Um, I did, I did from that point on those next schools, I was like, Hey, listen, where are the counselors? Who are these kids going to talk to? Cause they're, cause they're nodding their heads. Cause they identified now what this kid's got something inside of him. He needs to talk about. And, um, 
And, and, and how and do that, you give them that, the help? That, that happens. I mean, many times when, I, when I've given talks about human trafficking lectures, you know, the last 20 years, people will come up to me afterwards privately and tell me, you know, something that they know or they've seen or they don't know what sure. to about it or something. It is. Som sometimes when you have people come in and people get triggered, and especially with a situation like addiction, losing two parents, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's heavy. That's heavy for yeah, a child. It is. But you know, you you hope that you can be impactful, and um, and that kid may or may you hope that he's going to remember that when when his turn comes around at the uh, at the peer pressure party to mm. to take the pill, and and you know <clears throat> the cool popular kids say, no, it's safe. I'm telling you, I already took two. It's fine. One kills one, and um, you hope they remember your story, and um, but see, Christine, I don't think he, I don't think it could be uh. A, a one-time deal where you, you bring people in in September, you know, because it's National Recovery Month. Every month should be Recovery Month. We, ju we just can't talk about it one month of the year. It needs to continue, and you need to be digging in their backsides, you know, especially like the, the athletes and stuff like that. Um, you know, we do, uh, Joe and I did a bunch of work together. A friend of mine who's a, a national field hockey player, you know, she's a national champion. We brought her in to talk to the field hockey players. Because and, and and I'm sure for those players, it meant something because not only is she a national champion, mm -hmm. she got hooked on drugs, she got herself clean. Right. They have a real life example and someone they identify with. I think identification is everything. So I, th I think I think you and I need to have a long conversation off camera. Okay, and figure out and come up with an idea of how we can do this, how we can cover, how, how we should cover, <clears throat> cover the story, but yeah. also lift people up because people need to know that there's a place that they can go to. Yeah. And they need to know that. Mm -hmm. And um, I, and I don't I don't pretend to know what every dinner table is like um, here in Talbot County or in America. But with two working parents, you know, you're they're They're juggling everything. I, I imagine that. <laughs> They, they're probably eating in front of the TV and America has changed in it and its values of having dinner together. We had dinner together when I was a kid for a limited time. Um, but I'm also under the belief that um, that addiction um, and all this stuff, I don't think I was born with the predisposition to be an addict. I don't think I have a gene that made Bruce an addict, but I do know that my environment is kind of like trained me up. You know, my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, my brother is dead 26 years from an overdose. So yesterday's event really means something to me, you mm -hmm. know, because I want to remember my brother and I want to do good works in the community to honor my brother, you know, and things like that. But um, did anyone force anything on me? No, but I saw that growing up. Right. And, um, and then once I found it, you know, I didn't know it was the answer, Christine. I didn't know. Well, there's a monkey see, monkey do, okay? And and to, to a child, things become normalized. And so then yeah. they, they want to be part of that club. So they'll join that club. I mean, that's that's why I'm so concerned about the sex indoctrination that's being accepted, you know, across America for the kids. They'll <laughs> People don't think they're going to act out. Oh, they will. They yeah, will. sure. We know that. And, you know, and, and addiction leads to, um, you know, to uh, to kids having sex early, man, and, and, and all that stuff, you know, because your guards down and then there's then there's rape involved. I've heard it all, you mm -hmm. know, and um, and but where, where did it all start from? It started from that little that 
party down in the basement, you know, where, where people are drinking for the first time, you know, vaping is just, it's, they don't even understand what they're doing to their brains with the vape, you know, and then you introduce is, is, is something. Vape is, is vape off the charts, Bruce? Vaping is out of control. Vaping is how, so how out young, of control. How, how young are the kids when they're doing the vaping? Oh, middle school. Wow. Yeah, middle school. So I, I did a talk up at um, Easton High School. And so I, I parked my car in the, the farthest parking spot. And, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is still sore from singing last night. Um, and I walked the parking lot all the way to the front door. And I collected all the little jewel pods. Oh. Um, that, all the little cartridges that were on the ground on my way up. And then, you know, you find the little, the little cartridge that has a little marijuana leaf on it. Okay. So I've got it. I've got a, probably about a dozen of those, the marijuana ones, and I bet you I've got no less than fifty in my hand. And I'm and I'm talking to the principal, and um, you know, here's here comes my big pitch. I mm -hmm. want to come in and I want I want to speak to the kids and I want to see how we can help. And I lay him down on his desk and I was like, "Brother, you've got a problem." So he goes to, he goes to his cabinet right here, and, and he opens his cabinet and he's like, "You think?" And and it's filled it's filled with vapes and cartridges. They know what's going on. And, um, but like, you, okay, what does that have to do with addiction? Everything. Okay. Because it's nicotine, you know? And, um, so it's in plain, it's in plain sight. Yeah. And we got to open up the conversation even larger, even bigger. You know, it's, it's yeah. just not, it's, it's yes, not fentanyl. whatever we're doing, it's not working. So we have to come up with a different type of conversation. Yeah, Bruce, and you and I are going to talk off camera. We're, yeah. we're going to come up with some type of a strategy for the media to help help people like yourself and community leaders who are trying to help these kids. Because I'm mm -hmm. very concerned about the younger generation in America. We, we prevention is how we're going to put a dent in it. You have to stop it before it starts. Right. You know. Bruce Straza, thank you for joining us on American Conversations, and we will continue to talk. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you.